This is the Scott Thompson Show podcast. Phone lines are always open. 905-645-3221. Start 9900 on your cell. Jen is on the air. Jen, what are your thoughts? Hey, how are you? Fine, thank you. You? Good. So I wanted to call in and talk to you yesterday, but I didn't have time. And I hope you'll let me speak and we can go back and forth and you won't cut me off because you and I are on opposite sides of this. But I think you're mature enough to have an open dialogue given the situation you're in now. How come the counselor doesn't? Listen, the tone, if I may, okay? And I'm going to criticize you a little bit. No, go for it. Hey, hey, go for it. Coming across is like you're attacking him. And if I were any person, regardless of my position, and they were coming at me the way that you are, in the last two sentences, you said that he was like President Trump. You insulted him. And I think that you go... He called us Fox News. He's insulting us. I mean, come on. You go too far. For a public station, you have now antagonized the situation. You used your platform instead of using it to try and figure out what both sides of the issue are. You've linked it to this fight against Matthew Green. Perhaps he just doesn't want to have the discussion with you because he doesn't think you have enough respect for him to hear his viewpoint wholly. Right? Like, if I'm going into a conversation with another person and I think that their biases are so strong, they're not going to hear me anyways, and that I'm going to be misrepresented, I'm not going to engage in that conversation, regardless of my position. How do you know, if, so you don't, my, how do you know if you don't try? He has had conversations with you in the past, and even your producer said to me... He's never... The only, when, is he, when is he in a conversation with me? Listen to me. No, your you listen to me. When has he had a conversation with me? You just said... That's not what I said. Okay. See, again, you're twisting what I said. What I said was, in the past, Matthew Green has had conversations with CHML as a whole and not felt that his, co- his comments have been well represented. He's also felt that he's been attacked, and he said that as well. So if that's his stance, I don't understand why you're so shocked that he won't speak to you. He doesn't have to. And as my counselor, if I have a question for him... I will ask him. It's it's that plain. He consistently wins the award for the best politician in the city, and he does so because of the fact that he is accessible to his residents, much more accessible to his residents than some of the politically correct, tongue-in-cheek people that we've had to listen to over the last few days. I don't appreciate the political theater that you've given time to. This whole thing with Donna Skelly and her standing up and saying how, you know, let's condemn, let's condemn. That did nothing for us. Let's do some real action, not just write a little note that we condemn. I don't think that you taking this out and taking it this far on Matthew Green, I think you've gone too far. And I actually think that your comment that he's like Donald Trump is very close to libel. I didn't. uh, What I said was he's picking and choosing the platforms in which he communicates. And you said, who else is like that? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Well, you likened him to, the, to Donald Trump. That is very close. You are loopholing your way to libel, in my opinion. And I don't blame him one bit, one bit, for not wanting to have an antagonistic, not open-minded, biased conversation with somebody who spent the last three days attacking him. Matthew, your ward understands why you won't have this conversation. I hope you're hearing this. And Scott, if you really want to talk to him, put put it down a little bit. Take it down a little bit. Okay, let me Stop ask it. you. Now that you've spoken for Matthew Green, why can't he I come haven't. on? Why can't he come on and say exactly what you say? Why can't he do I'm that? Speaking, I'm speaking for Ward Three resident Jennifer, me, 
on why I think. Why can't Matthew Green? I'm asking you. If I let you speak. I let you. I let you speak for a long time. Can I have an? Uh, can I have an word? How yes. come he can't come on and say what you've just said? Because he feels attacked. He doesn't feel that you'll give him the opportunity to speak. That's my opinion. I've I given you the opportunity. Attacked. I've given you the opportunity. Why wouldn't I give him? Well, maybe now he'll change his mind. Who knows? But I think that by listening to you, I form the conclusion. I believe, as a, as a Ward City resident, up until very recently, I believe that the reason he won't come on is because of the kind of rhetoric you've put forward. What I've kind of rhetoric? What ki- we're asking him to come on and answer the some questions. Example, the most recent example of the rhetoric you've put forward that is damaging to the reputation of the city is likening him to Donald Trump. Oh, that has no place on. in this conversation. Come on. You're just being silly. No, you know, I'm not. I'm talking about the most As let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let, let's rhetoric. let's get to questions. Why yeah. why is a public counselor can he not come on the public airwaves and defend himself? Like why would he be radio silent on this? Why can't he come on the city's news talk radio station that's been here for a bazillion years just like the spectator and CHCH why can't he speak to hamilton he's 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 missing a segment of his popula- of the population by excluding a key media outlet because he doesn't like us because he doesn't okay, like well, what we can I because the I'm, I'm not finished yet because he doesn't like okay. us because he doesn't feel our views are right that still doesn't give him a pass for coming on the public airways and okay. and, and answering questions that the public wants to know you're attempting to answer your own question in your question. And that's, I don't agree with you. That's not the answer. That's not why he's not doing it. In my opinion... Uh, well, nobody knows because he won't on. come on the air. He won't come but on to defend I'm himself. You, here you I'm are. You here, are his, here are his constituents sticking up for him instead of him speaking for himself. That's because silly. Because I don't think that I don't think personally. Me as a person. Then you I invite him. You, I'll thing. tell you what. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal right here on the radio station. You come in, you bring Matthew Green in. I will, I will, I will ask you a list of five questions, which I'll give you ahead of time, and we'll talk. How's that? I can't make him do that. I'm just a resident. Listen, what I'm trying, I want to answer. Well, you're your speaking you for him. Why? You ask, no, I'm speaking for, again, let me say again. All right, you know, I, I've got a whole, now you know what, Jen, I, I've got a whole pile of calls, and I've given you me, more time than I give most. And I, will an, I will let you give time uh, to answer here. But now I've got okay. a whole pile of calls I've got to get to okay. other than you guys. Ten seconds. Then okay. Ten seconds to answer your question. I truly believe that he has spoken to residents, that residents have gotten his answer on this issue and that they're satisfied with it. And this just isn't about this. You, sorry, go ahead. His lack of giving it to you does not equate his lack of giving it at all. You understand? This is more than just his ward, though. This is about the rest of Hamilton. This is just isn't about your ward. This is the and rest like of Hamilton. Said, so he, he has to speak. Yeah, you're not letting me finish speaking, yet you're getting mad at me for interrupting you. Like, again, okay. the city is... This is a city issue. This has gone viral. This has gone worldwide. This just isn't a Ward 3 issue. And you speaking as a resident is great, and I thank you for that. But at the end, the councillor's a big boy. He's got to be able to come in and say his thing. He can't just hide behind people like you and and, and other forms of, of social media that not everyone has access to. These are the public airwaves. He's a public employee. He's a public servant. He is not 
speaking to the public. He's speaking to segments of population that specifically agree with him. He's not speaking to the whole city. And that's wrong. He's speaking to the whole city in every other way other than your radio station. That's it. You're not bigger than Facebook, where he communicates all the time. You're not bigger than all the other ways that he puts out releases on his opinions. He's just not What about seniors? What about seniors? And again, you know, I, I mean, you know, here, here's my issue. Donald Trump speaks through Twitter, and that's it. I won't have and Fox you, News. I won't, continue, I won't continue dialogue where you're likening our city or anybody in our city, Matthew Green or anyone else, to what's going on in the States. Those are Apple. I'm just, say, I'm just saying that there's a person who chooses what media he gets to talk to, and I don't think that's I, right. I don't think that... I, I refuse. I absolutely Do you not think that President that. Barack Obama would do an interview with Fox News? I mean, come on. You can't not... You can't deny... Why, like and again, it's not it's not it. it's not just me. It's like he won't talk to Bill Kelly. He won't talk to anybody. I don't understand why the U.S. political situation is relevant, and I don't think it does any service to our residents for you to liken one to the other. I think you're comparing apples and bolts, and it's unfair. Okay, I okay, that's your opinion. But again, this doesn't solve the issue: is why Matthew Green will not come on the public airwaves and speak to the rest of Hamilton instead of just the selected audience he chooses. That's my. Uh, I've, you given, know. I've given my opinion on why that is. That's right. my opinion All as right. a resident. I'm I, not speaking for Matthew. That's me. All right. Is there anything else you would like to say, Jim, before I let you go? Scott, I really do love your show. And I really do appreciate that you were willing to give me the time to have this spirited dialogue. It was, ma- it was meant with respect, and I hope you understand that. I do. But, Jen, here's another thing I want you to take from this. I give this, sure. o- I give this opportunity to everyone who takes the time to call in. I give that respect to everyone. And you know what? It's not respectful for Matthew Green not to come on and answer questions from Hamiltonians. It's just not right. Your tone that you're conveying to me now certainly says that, but the tone that you've displayed on the... Well, you know what? You tell Matthew Green to come on and I'll tone my tone down for him. Just like I'm talking to you, the offer stands. Okay? Well, I'm I'm sure somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody is hearing you, if not him himself. So there you go. Again. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, Jen. You too. All right. Uh, do you want to take a couple more? We might as well keep going here. Uh, uh, our next guest will uh, have to just push back a bit. Let's talk to Linda here. Linda, what are your thoughts? Am I on? Yeah, you're on, Linda. Go ahead. Okay. Scott, I have been uh, uh, responding. I love CHML. I listen to, that's all I listen to. I'm all about information, and I get it from CHML. I responded to one of your Facebook posts about a show one day, um, obviously political. I can't find it it's about a month ago, but I asked about getting uh, someone on uh, for none of the above party. I don't know if you remember that. And you said, why? So I'm going to use your own words to come back at you now because you said your public airwaves. You want public, you know, talking about having a public servant on. You've served the public. You just talked about respect. And why aren't you giving respect to all parties who are going to be running in the next election? Um, It is only the democratic way. And when I asked you why you wouldn't have someone on, you said, what point would that serve? Oh, and oh, I remember now. And what was this part? What was the group again? Sorry. 
it's the none of the above direct democracy party. Yeah. We're, really not, we're really not a party. I'm running from Hamilton, East Stony Creek. Yeah. We're really not a party. We're an organization, but you use that word because we have a party system. I was on Cable 14 last uh, this week. Cable 14. So do you want me to give you an answer? Yeah, sure. Okay, here's my answer. Um, and, and we did this when we tried to do all the counselors and have them all in and stuff, is that We've only, I know we're up against the clock here. So, um, and we're going to keep this open. So 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're going to continue the discussion after the news. Uh, what happens with these things is it, it's usually at the end of the day, it's a time restraint and we can only get so many people on. So the, ca- the, the, the candidates that, you know, that are normally near the top or have the most momentum usually get the cut. Those that are so you're, not. So you're doing free marketing for them, free campaigning. Again, if you want to come on anytime and you're running for something and we're having an all-candidates thing, yeah. you're more than welcome to come on. Absolutely. Put me in. Not even all-candidates. All I'd love to talk to you. I ran for school trustee. I have lots to say about the education system and public education here in Hamilton. And now lots to say about democracy that we really don't have here, rigged elections, etc. You know, like our phone lines, our phone lines are open every day. You, you know, oh, yeah. like, why, like why, don't you, why don't you people call in and like, uh, you know, I constantly preach the phone number, phone number, phone number. And now you're telling me that I don't talk to you. No, no, no. I only ask, I'm talking to about one incident when you don't talk to me, Scott. Yeah. And this was in regard to? I can't remember. I, I would have to go way back. Yeah. This one month. But, you know, I was Again, what you have to years. remember here, and, and, you know, with us, like, we're still a business. We're still trying yeah. to, to get it all in in as short a period yeah. of time as we possibly can. Yeah. And But, you know, yeah. like, the more conversations like this we have on the radio, the better. That's why I give yeah. the phone number every freaking yeah. five minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. anyway. Feel free. I, I'd love to talk to you. Linda Chenoweth, none of the above party. All right. <laughs> we will work you in next time. Okay, thank you. All right, you. thank you. All right. Uh, let's keep this alive. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. I want to hear comments on what you think in regard to Matthew Green refusing to come on this radio station. Uh, one of his constituents, Jen, was speaking about this. Uh, of course, I'd love to hear your response to it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML. We have uh, a lady, Jen, who is sticking up for Matthew Green, said he shouldn't come on because of the tone that we've taken for him. I don't know what I've ever done to insult Matthew Green other than get very passionate because he just seems to be avoiding the issue and, and does not want to come on this radio station. I don't know as a public servant how you can, how you can uh, pick and choose, you know, who, who, who you deliver your message to or what Hamiltonians or what segment of Hamiltonians you, you, you deliver your message to. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it it seemed to has gotten into some sort of peeing contest and I don't know what I've ever done to do that. I've, uh, uh, you know, I've, uh, I think Matthew Green's been on the show during the all candidates meetings, but other than that, I mean, I've never had anything to say to the man, so I'm not sure what he has against me. He seems to have just a whole, uh, uh, he hates the brand, doesn't want anything to do with with uh, CHML, he calls us Fox News North, uh, and has you know I, he's sent hashtags around to boycott CHML and such. And you know I think we have a wide range of, of people on this show from uh, you know all political perspectives. I, I'm I have voted for every single political party. I'm a card carrying member of absolutely none of them. So again, I don't know what I've done to offend Matthew Green. If I have, I publicly apologize to him. Uh, <laughs> 
you know. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's not about us and Matthew Green. It's about you and Matthew Green. And Matthew Green's not answering your questions. He wants you to go and find him on another source in order to answer your questions. He doesn't want to talk to the people in Hamilton who listen to this radio station. I mean, that's what he's trying to do. And, and I'm sorry, but that's exactly what Donald Trump does. He picks the media that he wants to talk to. He kicks certain people that he doesn't like out of the room. He kicks CNN out of the room. You know, I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. And, you know, I'm sorry if Jen's, you know, offended that I've drawn a comparison between the way that Donald Trump handles the media and the way that Matthew Green's been handling the media, but I'm sorry. I, you know, they may be from opposite ends of the political spectrum. I'm not sure of that because I don't know what political spectrum Trump is on. But, uh, you know, the, the method of, of, of engagement is the same. You know, you're picking and choosing who you talk to. It just, you know, you're, you're removing yourself from a segment of the population who voted for you. You're a public servant. These people pay your tax dollars. And I'd also like to mention this is not a Ward 3 issue, just a Ward 3 issue. This is all of Hamilton. This story's gone around the world. It, it affects all of Hamilton, just not the people in Ward 3. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, your thoughts on this? Let's start with Jeff. Go ahead. Hi, Scott. I, um, okay, to start out with, I agree in some ways with Jennifer about your biases. However... On this particular subject, I totally disagree. I've been listening to your pro. I listen to your program every day, and in no way did you at all attack Councillor Green. You didn't attack him at all. You simply asked him to come on the air. What was wrong with that? When you take public office, you want to lead. What do you do as a leader? You lead. You come on the air. You speak to the media. Look at, you compared him to Donald Trump. Even Donald Trump, as many stupid things as he says, he'll at least go on the air and defend himself. Green is not doing any of that. So, you know, that's... I, I, I don't know where this woman is coming from, but... What if, uh, do, you, do you know of anything we've done to offend him? I, 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 exactly. That's what I'm trying to say to you. You've done other than he had Other than he seems to have a political agenda. agenda. Like this, you know, again, some political leaders and some people with radio shows. It's not about doing the radio show or serving the people. It's about another platform to spread your political agenda. Um, and it seems that if we don't fit into his political agenda, then he doesn't want to talk to us. And that's well, just my assumption. I don't know. I'm making that up because he won't talk to us. I, 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 Scott, I completely agree with you on this. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why. To me, it's cowardly. Um, if you want to be a leader of your community, then you have to step forward. And if you're not willing to step forward, even in the tough times, even answering the tough questions, then you're not a leader. Simple as that. So. All right, Jeff. Uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate the passion. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. All right, let's bring Dave in. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We'll take this all the way up to the top of the hour if we can fill the lines. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? 
Wow. Uh, my thoughts are um, I'm glad you guys are holding everybody's feet to the fire on this one because I think to a degree, City Hall and the police have not uh, responded very well, especially City Hall. Um, and then they made the statement five days later or what have you. I mean, uh, I'm not happy with that. Uh, so I'm glad the media's Hamilton media is taking this up because I think these uh, people in the positions we have and uh, the uh, police and the uh, council don't realize how outraged the city is right now. I've lived here all my life and I've never seen people as mad as this right now. And as it goes to, so I, I hope we, you know, we get this dealt with and uh, if anybody's misstepping, they'll be the first ones to point it out. I really hope so. As opposed to Mr. Green, I don't know the man. He might be a great guy. I don't know. But to me, if somebody's lying low, that's what I'm going to call it. It makes me, just me, wonder, is the man hiding something? Is there is there something more? Maybe he's leading us to think that. It may not be, that may not be the truth. But when you see this kind of behavior, to me, it looks like the man's trying to hide something. And that's my opinion. All right, Dave, thanks for the call. Much appreciated. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Brian, what are your thoughts? Hi, Scott. How are you? Good, you? Great for an old guy. What can I tell you? <laughs> me too. Um, to me, he's playing the victim card, and he does it very well. Plain and simple. He's a victim, Scott. You've obviously made him a victim. No idea how you've done that, sir, because in my opinion, you haven't. But he's playing the victim card, in my opinion. I, I've never met the man, but... So, sorry, go ahead. Why don't you think he'll come on the public airwaves and, and, and talk to this segment so, of the population? I guess he feels we're a very small segment of the population. I don't know. I think he thinks, you, uh, yeah, I think he thinks that um, CHML is a meanie and he wants to run home and just play the victim. And he, uh, he does, I'm sorry, I'm not knocking the man, but he does that very well um, and I, in a couple of other situations. So um, it's unfortunate. I And I'm not saying you shouldn't be talking about this, but I mean, I just, I'm just, very angry with what's happened um, to this city because this city has worked so hard to turn that, you know, that, that, uh, that corner. And we have turned the corner. Yeah. And this is a minor setback. But, uh, man, oh, man, we gotta, we got to find out who these people are. Somebody's got to come forward. We've got to nail these people and nail them publicly so this doesn't happen again. Because I'm telling you, as long as they're out there, every person who owns a business is going to be terrified this is going to happen to them. Brian, thanks for the call. Much appreciated. Thanks, Hang in there, buddy. Thanks. All right, thanks. Hey, no problem. Uh, love to hear from you. Phone lines are open, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, to reiterate, uh, Jen started this ball rolling. We actually had other guests plan, and uh, this all took a turn because you started calling. So we'd love to hear from you, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Uh, This started a tweet from Alex Pearson last night. I asked you to come on my show, as we all have, uh, offered any day, any time, and I know CHML has repeatedly asked you to comment, uh, and you have not made yourself available. We would love to have you on tonight. This was last night. Uh, You can clarify where you stand. Uh, Matthew Green replies, not doing your show does not equal silence on the issue. Do your homework or watch a council meeting if uh, need a source of my comments. Don't expect me to ever be on your show or any CHML show for that matter. You are irresponsible and don't deserve a platform. So it seems to be if you don't agree with whatever Matthew Green agrees with, because we don't know, because he'll never come on, uh, then he doesn't want to talk to you. 
So if you don't, which is odd. So if you're going through and you're knocking doors in your constituency, uh, knocking on doors in your constituency, he'll only knock on the doors that he knows are people that agree with him. He doesn't want to hear from the residents that don't agree with him. He doesn't want to hear from the segment of the population that doesn't have the same agenda that Matthew Green does. He's a public official. He's paid by your tax dollars. I thought we got rid of all of this crap in the last election. I was really enthused when a new young group of councillors came in. But boy, oh boy, there just seems to be a political agenda here. And it's not serving and talking to the people who, who put them there. Uh, let's talk to Judy. By the way, phone lines are open. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Judy, go ahead. Your thoughts on all of this. Hi, Scott. He's nothing but a bully and a coward. And you gotta back fact, you gotta back that up. How come you think that? Because he will not come on. He says he won't come on, but his reason he doesn't really have a justifiable reason. And see, that's an that's an interesting point, Judy. Like I don't know what I have ever done, other than disagree with him. I don't, well, I, don't I, know I don't know what I've ever done to Matthew Green. And I'll be honest, I don't know what my peers have done. We've got a very credible newsroom. Uh, Bill Kelly's a great legendary broadcaster. So's Roy Green. I don't know why he won't come on and just answer questions. It's like he can only answer questions from people who have the same agenda that he does. Well, yeah, and we're not sure what that agenda is because he doesn't want to talk about it. Exactly. If you don't agree with him, then you're of no value to him. It certainly seems that way, Judy, doesn't it? It it really does, and then that's what I classify as a bully. And we don't tolerate bullies gladly. All right, Judy, thanks for the call. Much appreciated. Take care. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Sharon is on the line. Sharon, your thoughts on all of this? I was just saying to you, producer, that I I am a constituent of Ward 3, and um, I had been in a meeting with him a couple of times, and things that he said we're going to get done did not. But this has taken me to the limit, and I can't believe he wouldn't defend our city outright and come and talk to you about it so we can question him on what he plans or has plans to do. And if I said that if he was expecting my vote in the next election, he is sadly mistaken. Well, here's the thing. I wonder if, you know, he can, he, he doesn't really want to speak out. Uh, he has, I guess, uh, not on our station, but uh, he says he's condemned this activity. He, he hasn't said it to me. He hasn't said it on our radio station. Uh, he says he's condemned this so, sort of behavior, but then he all, so, sort of seems to have a soft spot for it. So exactly, and and and, and, and you know, I, I, we understand gentrification and the issues behind such attacks. I, I get it. I get it. It's a feeling of helplessness. I get it. I've been unemployed five times. I've had to go across the country for work. I get it. But at the end of the day... But did you go around throwing rocks through windows? No. no. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. All right. I've been there, too. And no, nothing condones this or shouldn't. But what he said to, um, to Donna Skelly... And before she brought the motion yesterday, he seemed to be, well, there's room to negotiate with these people. No, there isn't. I'm sorry. These are thugs. And, you know, you think all that Hamilton does do to help others. I mean, you know, I've never never worked in such a charitable city in my life. 
I know, you know it's wonderful. You know, I it's mean, wonderful. It, it's amazing, and and you know, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Other than he's, um, you know, we don't, or, or somehow he doesn't share an opinion we share, uh, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly, and you know, he's just labeled as all. He's characterized as all. He's painted as all with the same brush. And, and, you know, again, I, I don't know who on our staff or, or myself that's ever said anything to offend him. You know, I have personally. never heard anything of that and, nature and, at all. And again, it just seems like he only wants to speak to the people who share his agenda, whatever that is. You know, I'm, and and again, I, I just want to ask him some simple questions, like where he stands on this. What are his feelings about the tower on concession? Has he frequented the tower on concession? Tell us more about these people. Tell us, like, educate us all. And instead, yeah. he's just running away. He's just running away. And and you yeah. know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he's you know, he's a paid politician and he's Correct. not going on a public radio station. It just I don't know. I, I I if you know, if I was in his ward I'd be demanding. I'd be demand well, you know what, this goes for every Hamiltonian because, It's hard to demand because I can't get through to him either. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, at the end of the day, this isn't just a Ward three issue, this is a Hamilton issue. This is Oh it, it certainly is, but I wanted to voice my opinion to him. That he should be yeah, speaking I out All right. about this. Sharon, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay. Take bye care. Bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Andrew, your thoughts? I am really uh, perplexed by this because I've met Matthew Green on a number of occasions, and he seems to be a very engaging gentleman. And I'm serious about this. He's a nice guy. So when I heard the uh, tweet that he sent to Alex Pearson, I'm sitting here with like a face plant happening. Going, this, no, this can't have come from Matthew Green. It's totally uncharacteristic, at least from my experience. And the only explanation that I can possibly come up with is either A, he's the kind of guy that wants to leave every aspect of his job at work when he leaves for the day and he gets militant about it, or his general personality and way of looking at life has changed now that he has become a politician. And I honestly don't know, because it is uncharacteristic for him not to be engaging. I know yeah. of other residents that have emailed their counselor to ask Matthew Green to address this. People who are not even living in his ward sending notes to their counselors to talk. Can you please talk to him and ask him to speak to the media? Yeah, and I'm one of them. Yeah. I have done that, too. Yeah. And I, I am really surprised at how conspicuously silent he is when it comes to... Well, maybe to you could ask him. Maybe you could ask him for us, Andrew. Well, I will try if you want, but I don't guarantee any positive results. Well, let Please. us know what you find out, because, uh, you know, maybe we can get uh, our listeners to be, be the reporters here, and maybe they can deliver the story for us. Hey, that's the new media, isn't it? Well, yeah, why not? I mean, that's what we do. I mean, that's why we have uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all the other various platforms. That's right. That's all right. right. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. Have a great day, Scott. All right, you too. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Mary, your thoughts, please. Hi, Scott. Um, I just think that Matthew Green is all about image. And if he comes on your show, he can't control his image. So he wants to. He wants everyone to see him in a certain way. And he doesn't care about uh, anyone other than the people that he thinks is... So let me ask you this, Mary. The image for who? Because we're Hamiltonians. I mean, what are you talking about? The image for who? He's talking to Hamiltonians on this station. Yeah, but it's it's for the underdog. It is for those guys in in Ward Three that voted from the. You know that he he's very much about 
uh, uh, trying to say that he's there to support the underdog. So he's. Going so why does he? Why would he not come on the air and speak for the underdogs? Because he's he's this is whenever he gets in a position that he can't um, defend the control. Way he wants to, Control yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like you know, a, we'll certainly give him a chance to defend himself. My goodness, you you heard me. I gave Jen like ten minutes. Yeah, but he doesn't want to then come across too much like he's in favor of what these folks on the tower from the tower did, uh, and they're on on canon by the way, not concession. But um, uh, he he also he had a, a a property on Ottawa Street where there was a a uh, gym in the bottom and rental properties upstairs. And someone asked him, I was there on a Jane's walk with him, and someone asked him, did he rent out the properties upstairs? And he said, no, no, I ran out of money. Well, I call BS because he didn't run out of money. He just knew that he didn't want to deal with the difficulties of being a landlord because then he was going to be against the people that he's trying to support. So he just, and I would have had a lot more respect for him if he'd said, no, that's too much of a political hot button. I don't want to be a landlord. But no, he lied and said, no, I ran out of money. That's just crap. He, he didn't want to do it because he knew he couldn't do it well uh, and still be on the same side as the underdogs. Hmm. Interesting. And I well, we'll see the if there's enough. Everything. We'll see if there's enough underdogs to uh, get him into the next election. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's, that's, I, I think he's a complete phony. Everything's about image. If you can tell him that he's going to get his picture taken with a, a baby, then maybe he'll come on. Well, we'll arrange to. We, you know, we've got some people on maternity leave right now. We can have one brought in if it'll help. That might work. Right. I wonder if he's going to be on Lock Street tomorrow. I wonder if he'll come by and see us tomorrow. I don't. Ah, that would, that's an interesting Do you think question. he's Because we're all going to be in Lock Street tomorrow. I wonder if he's going to be there. I, I, that's a really I publicly question. invite him. All right. Uh, thank you, Mary. I appreciate okay, your call. Thanks. We're going to try to squeeze one more in real quick. Mark, Mark, what are your thoughts? Hi there. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Scott, I don't. In a way, I don't blame him. In a way, I uh, agree with the first lady. Um, if you don't agree with someone's opinion, you don't really let them talk. I got to uh, use Jody Emery as an example, and the fellow from the the labor union there a few weeks ago. He actually had to stop you and say, "If you don't let me talk, I may as well not be on the phone with you." I don't think he said that, but I did. Let, did I let to him that talk? Extent, did I let him talk then? You did. Did I let Jen talk? Uh, you did. Are you finished? I'm done. All right. Thank you, Mark. Uh, it's 12. All right. Take care. It's uh, 1255. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. News coming up at the top of the hour. We thank you so much for the participation. Uh, we will continue to hold Matthew Green's uh, feet to the fire on this, and we hope he'll come up and speak to us on Lock Street tomorrow when we're broadcasting live from Monster Donuts. We hope to see you all there. You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML talk about another issue that uh of course uh has been pretty contentious for hamilton and has a lot of people sitting on pins and needles wondering what is going on uh trump has applied tariffs however canada and mexico excluded for now uh the exclusion is dependent on nafta negotiations well he's a wheeler and dealer isn't he uh let's bring in marvin Ryder, business professor to group school of business mcmaster university he is with us now marvin thank you for taking the time we appreciate this my pleasure sir so uh at one time uh, about a week ago it was 25 percent and 10 percent and then it was absolutely no exemptions whatsoever and now it's ah oh, maybe um how, how do you how do you process this well you can't really you're, you're asking me to give you a logical explanation for something that defies logic 
I will say I am thrilled that he realized that since NAFTA is going on, and that's a free trade agreement negotiation, North American free trade agreement, probably it wouldn't be right to put tariffs on while you're in the middle of that agreement. We just finished round seven on Monday, round eight. The last scheduled round is going to happen in Washington at the end of this month. So what he's done is he's offered us a glimmer of hope. He says, while the negotiation is going on, I'm not going to put the tariff on you, but if I don't get a good deal, well, you know, I'll revisit this, uh, keeping in mind that he's not talking about a good deal for steel or a good deal for aluminum. He's just talking in general, if he doesn't like the deal that gets negotiated, you're going to pay the consequence, which makes this even more bizarre because he's using something, he's using a, a law that allows the president to put tariffs on products, usually reserved for the Senate and the House, under issues of national security. So, if Canada and Mexico are posing some kind of a national security threat, why would settling the NAFTA accord have anything to do with our security threat? It all is very confusing, and I think what you're seeing here is a, a person who wants to act. He has found a legal way that he may be able to act, but whether any of this is going to hold up in the long term, I just don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, it seems the majority, and, and the same thing with, with, with NAFTA, I mean, there's like 36 states that say, whoa, slow down on all of this. <laughs> Don't be so quick to rip this up. So there's a majority. Uh, it seems the majority don't necessarily support what he's doing. So why does the world get in such a bind over this? Because in the end, he takes us on this trip, he builds it all up, and then knocks the knees out from everybody. So at what point does business say, he doesn't have the power to do this in the sense that there's so much opposition against it, it just doesn't make common sense. So why don't we all take a deep breath before we get to the brink? Yeah, I, I, part of me thinks that's what the world is doing uh, to Mr. Trump. Unfortunately, we used to view the President of the United States as the most powerful person in the world, and whatever their pronouncement was from their pulpit, we all you know, paid great attention to it. We're learning to ignore Mr. Trump in many ways. However, having said that, I think we ignore Mr. Trump at our peril. He is the president, and he is going to do something, and so we have to be ready to zig or zag accordingly. Now, now that he has... Um, now that he has uh, uh, put this out, we're now going to be able to read the documentation to see what's included, what's not included, what are the rules of origin that he's playing by. As well, now that he signed this proclamation yesterday, I want to see how the House and Senate respond. Again, remember, he's using a clause that says the president does this for national security purposes. I saw nothing yesterday that convinced me that he has any grounds to invoke that clause. If I was a Senate, I would be holding a hearing and possibly voting to overturn the president. Also yesterday, he said the person who's going to actually decide uh, between now and March 23rd, when the tariffs are actually imp Im uh, imposed upon people, who's going to decide if there's any other exceptions is this fellow named Mr. Lighthizer. He's a negotiator we know in NAFTA. So I suspect his phone is already ringing from Japan, Korea, Germany, saying, wait a minute, we're no defense threat for you either. We want exemptions. Uh, who actually winds up covered by this you know, is anybody's guess. But he is the president. That's why you can't ignore him. 
Uh, I understand the whole security thing is, you know, that sort of the world uh, back to the World War II mentality that the country isn't producing enough steel. If we don't have steel, we got nothing. Uh, remember the day, you know, I don't remember. I wasn't there, but I remember my mother telling me, you know, them coming and confiscating her railings of her house because they were made of metal. Uh, and there was a shortage during the Second World War. As we're seeing uh, the industry shrink in North America, does he feel that uh, somebody has said that he's he's torquing up for war here? He wants to make sure he's got enough uh, steel that if something happens un- uh, that, that unstabilizes or destabilizes the world, that that it won't control uh, the steel industry. Is that the is that the whole defense angle? Well, can I can I break this into two chunks? So uh, the first question is: Is it okay to be a country that doesn't produce steel? There's a lots of countries out there who don't produce seal uh, just like today we don't make our own uh, cotton we buy cotton from somebody else. But what if we go to war, Marvin? Well, but still, I mean, that's the mentality I think this guy's dealing well, with. Well, I'll deal with that one secondly. But the, the idea in a global marketplace is we can create supply chains where we don't have to make everything that we consume, especially where we don't have a differential advantage. Let's let those people who are good at making cotton make cotton, and we'll do really well with telecommunications, and then we trade. That's how you get around this thing. Now, if he really believes that some kind of a war is imminent, and the most likely person to spark this war would be North Korea, uh, and the concern has been that, let's say, Mr. Mr. Jong-il, uh, Jung, uh, Kim Jong-un, he fires off some weapons, uh, and the United States decides to counterattack, would someone come into that war on the side of North Korea? And that fear is China. So to the extent you think China is the enemy, maybe there's an idea of being self-sufficient, but just take that example. Chinese steel is exported to the United States. It only accounts for 3% of the volume they import. If you're really worried about China, then just pass rules that deal with China. Don't tar everyone with the same brush. And this is what's so confusing about this. It would be very easy to put a 25% tariff on Chinese steel. Is that what he's doing now? Is that what, you know, by eliminating uh, by uh, eliminating Canada and Mexico from this deal, is that what he's trying to do? I mean, Paul Ryan talked about the surgical approach. Right, I mean, and that's a surgical approach. Just tariff the people you want to tariff, and don't tariff everybody. But in doing this, he's put a tariff on Indian steel. He's put a tariff on German steel. He's put a tariff on Brazilian steel. Is that your intention, or will all these people be granted exemptions? And if by the time this gets implemented, they're all granted exemptions, then why weren't we surgical right from the beginning? It just feels like he he wants to act, and, and and I have some sympathy for Mr. Trump. He's had a bad couple of weeks here. He he lost a key economic advisor. This was a, a person he called his right hand, who said, "Don't do this." Trump says, "I'm going to do it anyway." Principled, this guy quit. You know, there's a great cost to this, but I think he's trying to divert attention from other things. So being seen to act on some front helps him, but but there's just there's no logic to what he's doing. So, in the end, won't cooler heads prevail in all of these discussions? I mean, let's just go back the last week. We've talked about what happened with, with the steel situation. Same thing with the NRA. At one point, it was, who's afraid of the NRA? We're going to do this, this, and that. Then he flip-flopped again on that. I mean, it just continues one thing after another. What does this do to the stability uh, of industry, of business, especially when he, you know, he flip-flops, basically? Well, again, that's the bottom line. It doesn't do anything for the stability. I, I was asked yesterday when he passed this, does this mean Canada can breathe a sigh of relief? And my answer is yes, for three weeks. And we've now got round eight in three weeks, depending upon the outcome of round eight, if he's unhappy. And so you have this mercurial leader. He's not a dictator, but in some ways he reminds me of a dictator. Who? What, what's his mood today? Is this a good day for me to talk to the person? Oh, no, he's in a bad mood. I'll stay away from him, come back when he's feeling well. That's not how you set policy based on the, the mood of your leader. 
And so for Canada, I think even though we've dodged the bullet for now, if I'm ArcelorMittal DeFasco, if I'm Stelco, don't give up on a plan B option. Keep investigating how you could get your product into the United States, avoid some of the tariffs in case he does this. For instance, maybe you sell steel to some American company who then polishes it up or does something and suddenly it becomes American steel. Still pursue that because this person can change on a whim, and, and I don't like policy on a whim, so you've got to be prepared. As a result, the stock markets are still very antsy about all this. They, 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 they don't feel they've dodged a bullet at all because his policy can change hour by hour, minute by minute, tweet by tweet. Uh, you, you talked about it, and everybody assumed this was going to happen right from the beginning when he started yelling about tariffs, that he was going to use this to somehow leverage NAFTA. Is he using this to leverage NAFTA, or is he using it to leverage the NAFTA movement, or sorry, the, laf- uh, the NAFTA message that he sells back home? In other words, if I can mix the two deals together, I can make it appear like no matter what happens, I get a win. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's going on inside his head. Uh, I do know there are some um, special elections happening in the United States. There's one in Pennsylvania, there's one in Texas. Some people thought he was doing this so that he could send a signal to help the candidates in those races that he's, you know, I'm pro-America and I'm making America great again. But I honestly don't know, and, and I don't understand, again, if you're invoking national security as the reason, then what does the outcome of a NAFTA negotiation have to do with that? It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, again, a much better approach in my mind would have been to go to Congress, say, I want to put a tariff, or I want you, Congress, because that's your responsibility, I want you to put a tariff on on uh, Chinese steel, and here's my reasons, and let them do it. He's invoked a clause that really was there for wartime. To your other question, are we coming into a wartime? God, I hope not, but, uh, you know, I can't predict with this person. Even George W. Bush um, Ronald Reagan were much more predictable in what they're doing than what this person is. Uh, I know you're a business professor, but I can't let you go without asking you your thoughts on uh, what now appears to be a love-in between North Korea and the United States and Donald deciding or agreeing to go over and meet in May. Your thoughts in this? Yeah, well, let's say this love-in began with a love-in between North Korea and South Korea. Out of nowhere, with just a couple weeks before the Olympics, suddenly North Korea says, we're going to join with South Korea and send some uh, athletes to operate under a Korean flag. And wow, that's a a real different. Kim Jong-un's sister goes to the opening ceremony and sits three seats away from Mike Pence. Mike doesn't do anything, but nonetheless, the fact they're even in the same row, who would have imagined that? And now there's uh, this opening to say, uh, look, let's, uh, let's uh, have a meeting. Trump has agreed to a meeting, but he hasn't said when, and he also hasn't said if there's going to be any additional conditions. Remember, he'd always said a key condition was that North Korea is going to uh, eliminate its nuclear arsenal. I have seen no sign that they're doing that. In fact, if anything, while they've been talking a good game on one front, I understand they've been ramping up production of some nuclear material on the other side. For all I know, Kim Jong-un is, is playing nice with one hand while he builds up something to drop another bombshell, quote-unquote, uh, on the other front. I just don't know. So I'm thrilled on one hand that Trump seems to be willing to talk, but I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, is this feather? Is this a feather in Trump's "Make it America, Make America Great Again" cap? Uh, you know, because he has somehow got this or has this meeting. That being said, they've been trying for a meeting with an American president forever. So, is this a coup for him? Is this a, is this a, a win for him? It would. It will be if, as a result of this, there's a major change in North Korean policy. If they agree to shift their efforts from building nuclear weapons 
happens to feeding their people or, or you know, working on industrial issues, talking about Korean reunification. This could be for him, like uh, uh, Ronald Reagan going and saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, yeah. if that's what happens. But I'm highly suspicious of this. I, I, don't, I don't see Kim Jong-un changing his stripes that easily and that quickly. There's just been no reason for him to do so. And that's what's got me worried that this might be more so much grand theater and not so much an actual activity. Why other presidents turn uh, Kim Jong-un and North Korea down? Why did Donald Trump accept? Well, the whole reason the other ones turned them down is the same reason that Trump was supposed to turn them down. We'll talk to you when you de-escalate. In other words, you, you roll back on your nuclear program and, and say, I'm, I've got a change in heart in my direction. Until that happened, that was always the standard. South Koreans have said to Mr. Trump, he's serious this time. He, he's legitimately talking about de-escalating. So Mr. Trump yesterday, I think, again, because he needs to deflect some attention from what's going on in the White House, said, well, okay, if that's what he's doing, I, I'd be happy to meet with him. But I'm going to wait to see what conditions come out. I, this all sounded a little too good to be true to my books. So yeah, w- what do you think the chances of this meeting happening in May? Uh, I'd put it less than 50-50. I, I feel like something will come up and derail it. It could happen, but it would, it would require not so much change on Mr. Trump's part, but I think it would require some change on Mr. Un's part that I'm not sure, I'm just not sure he's prepared to do. I think he wants a grip and grin, uh, you know, maybe in some neutral place. They could go to Iceland or Switzerland or something like that and have a grip and grin. But if he's really, really serious about changing his tune, that would be uh, no no less significant than a massive conversion, uh, as you must have read once upon a time in the Bible, almost a miracle. And I just don't think that's happening. Imagine that and uh, getting the NRA to implement gun control. We could we could look at this man as the greatest president that ever happened. Could we? I feel a Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> coming. <laughs> Uh, will he take Dennis Rodman with him if he goes? Well, wouldn't you? Uh, you want to have a little fun? Pence doesn't look like he's any fun. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Marvin Ryder has been with us, of course, a business professor at the Groot School of Business, McMaster University. Marvin, always fun. Have a great weekend. Will do. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.